Welcome to the Find Your Awesome Podcast. My name is Kelsey Abbott and I'm your host. I'm a high performance coach who uses science, spirituality, and play to help you remember who you are so you can welcome more ease, joy, and abundance into your life. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so excited for this week's episode. I hope you love it very, very much. But before we get to that, have you gotten your human design chart from me yet? You can get it for free from me at kelseyabbott.com. So come on over. If you haven't gotten your chart yet, come on over and get it. And if you've gotten your chart or that just doesn't let you up, but you want to know how you're doing in alignment, come on over to kelseyabbott.com and take the alignment quiz. The link to both of these is in the show notes. I love you so much. Enjoy this episode. Yay. Hi. It's been so long. Well, that we recorded for other people to hear us. Yes. Yes. I know. I'm so excited to be back. So speaking of excited, what are you most excited about right this second? I am super excited because I started doing something called Stitch Fix, which you've heard of. Most people I think have heard of I've it. I've used but it. Yep. It's so fun because first of all, how cool to have like a quote personal stylist. And like to have somebody who's like crafting clothes to your body. And I got my first box last week. I loved everything but one piece. And it, oh, it makes me so happy. Like so happy. So that's, that's what I'm excited about. I have another one coming in a couple of weeks. So mm. yes, more. So it's just another way for you to be supported. It is. Like the experts are doing it for you. You're not out there scouring the stores or the internet trying to do it for yourself it's to be easy mm-hmm. it's to be easy to have a team of support yes yes, yes. what are you most excited um about? I'm really excited I'm starting a new nutrition course today and Ooh. it's for female athletes and I'm just so excited nice mm-hmm. sounds fun yeah I'll I'll be sharing all the stuff I, I learned wait. I might yeah. not even learn anything new. I don't know. I'm excited. And uh, an old friend of mine is teaching one of the modules. So I'm also really excited to get to hang out with her. Oh, cool. Love it. So what are we talking about today? Did we we did decide on the first topic. Okay. We did. Yeah. Um, there was one point a couple months ago where I was talking to my husband, Derek, and I was said like, I just want working out to be easy. Like I want to be, it's like so fun and awesome. Kelsey does that. Like, it's not a big deal. Like Kelsey's just like, this is what I do. I just, you know, I work out and I want to be like that. And he's like, he challenged me on it. He's like, have you ever asked Kelsey how that goes when she has a workout? And I'm like, no, he's like, I can guarantee she has pushback all humans have that pushback. I'm like, no, I don't think it at all. <laughs> I ask you and you're like, oh yeah. And it completely like blew my mind that you had the same experience of starting a workout as me. Who's like, you know, not a professional athlete like you. So yeah. Yeah. So I'm- starting it's different for every sport. Like I am I find it easier to get on my bike most of the time. 
but starting a run that's and I there's it's different for every workout too but mm-hmm. starting a run with intervals holy moly I that resistance is strong I'll get nervous like it's a race um and I just know once I'm like 10 minutes in the warm up everything is great mm-hmm. getting into the cold pool never ever ever gets easier I am not one of those people who just jumps in. And when I used to coach, um, I used to coach a group of um, new triathletes, female triathletes in Maine, and I coached swimming. And I would watch every once in a while, there were like a couple that had trouble getting in the water. And I was like, did you grow up as a swimmer? And they're like, yeah. Because swimmers know the water's cold. <laughs> right. I don't want to get in. Once I get in and swim like 500 yards, it's okay. But it is not okay from the beginning. And yeah, so there is resistance. I don't know if there is like, okay, so I have a defined ego. I have strong, consistent motivation. You do not. Mm. And yet we both are going to feel the resistance because we're changing and and I have a defined route and you have an open route. We're changing what we're going to do. We're going to go do something that is uncomfortable because that's what working out is. That's the intention of it. To so be, even if it's a really long, easy run, it's still, my heart rate is going to be higher than it would be if I were just sitting doing nothing. Right. So there's going to be some level of uncomfort, uncomfort, discomfort. And so we feel the resistance there. And that blows my mind. Like that you... With your, with your root, like I just had in my mind, that was like, just, you just do it. Like there's no resistance. So when you, I think for a lot of us, and maybe this is for people who are like me, but like, how do you get to it being like, I'm doing it because we get, I get stuck like in the, I should do it and the actual doing it. Like, if just, but you, I, you, you go through that quicker. You can mm. get through that. Right. Yeah. I know that it's going to feel good. I know that it's going to be fun. Mm -hmm. I know that I can do it. I know that it's going to be uncomfortable. And I know that it's all about getting more and more comfortable with being uncomfortable. Like, so I've got years and years and years of this practice of just doing it. And sometimes I will literally close my eyes to start. I do the same thing, like putting away laundry though. This is like, so sharing my secrets. (laughs) (laughs) But like, I will not want to put away, like, I won't want to fold my shirts and won't want to put them away. You know, that like two-year-old foot stomping feeling, don't want to do it. And so I'll just like close my eyes and do it. Really? Yeah. So what do you mean you close your eyes? Like what? I literally close my eyes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, okay, we just do it. Oh, this is awesome. (laughs) life. Yeah. Just close your eyes and do it. Okay. So what does closing your eyes, like, how does that propel you forward? I don't don't know any scientific reasoning for this. (laughs) This is just my technique. Yeah. I can't back it up. I don't know where I picked this up, but I've been doing it for a long time. And it's when it comes to working out, it's literally, I, I don't usually actually close my eyes. Mm-hmm. I will just breaking start. Just do it. Just start. Once like the first three steps of the run have happened, then we're going. 
Yeah. But also, okay, so let me back up. When I first started this podcast in, I don't know, five years ago, five and a bit years ago, I, um, I interviewed a whole lot of professional athletes, a lot of professional endurance athletes. And I was super curious at the time, what made them different? Like, why are they so, why can they run so fast? Why are they so strong, so fast, so good? And you know what the answer is? Because, and it's not that they're not uncomfortable. It's that they're more comfortable being uncomfortable. And so I raced a couple of days ago. My sign of a great race is a no regrets race, meaning there was not one time in which I, I had in this race, there was not one time when I was like, oh, I could just back off for a second and then had to like talk myself up into going hard again. It was, I stayed in it the whole time. I stayed very uncomfortable the entire time. And that's the goal. Mm. So maybe if we look at that as like, it's a muscle being comfortable in the uncomfortable, if that's a muscle and you just have to strengthen it, that could be the key. I think also, does it help you to know that other people, even the Olympians are really uncomfortable? Yes, it does. Cause I clearly have the wrong idea. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's, it's easy for everyone else and just hard for me. No. Um, Derek is so good at when he commits to something, he will do it. And I've always been like in awe of that because that's not my experience. This could be our design. Yeah. I can't remember which way his bottom left arrow faces right now, but mine faces the opposite way of yours. And Mm -hmm. that means for me, I just make a decision. I'm so jealous of that. Honestly, (laughs) you just need to set set yourself up for Mm -hmm. reminders that keep you on track with that decision. Yes. All day long. I have to have that. And then once you have that, you're totally on track too. It's true. Right. There's another little hack I learned. I don't remember who it was from, but when like you're, you want to go for a walk, but then there's the other piece of you that's like, that's fine. Let's just stay home and not walk today. Whatever. You come up with a story and they said, just put your shoes on and then see what happens. Now your shoes are on. Okay. Maybe just walk out the door and now see how maybe you're going to the end of the drive, like these little steps that literally like, Oh, I'm totally fine. Now I'm, I'm happy. I'm walking. Sometimes that's what I have to do. The drama we create, <laughs> first of all, it's all in our heads and right. we all create it. They're like, Oh my God, I don't want to do this. It's going to be so hard. And you're like five minutes in and you're like, I'm fine. And I literally am fine. That right. happens to all humans. Wow. <laughs> Such a Danielle thing. Like so much drama, like ridiculous. And, and I will say there is a difference though. The wanting to go for a walk, I have a defined route. And sometimes my body is like, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. We're going to go walking right this second. And you don't have that. You have a Velcro butt. I totally do. Like I am comfy 
here sitting. Mm-hmm. So again, something I'm jealous of in your design. Mm-hmm. There's two things that I would really love to have. <laughs> but you're perfect just the way you are. Um, <laughs> in terms of getting started too, in Atomic Habits, which everyone is reading these days, even though it came out like five years ago or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. I know James Clear talks about how, like, so take the example of I want to go for a walk. Okay. Mm-hmm. For a week, all you do is you put on your sneakers. So you want to go for a walk at four o'clock every day. At four o'clock, you put on your sneakers. Nothing else. Then for a week, you put on your sneakers and you walk out the front door. And maybe you walk to the mailbox. And then you turn around and you just come right back in. At four o'clock every day. And then eventually you'll get so like, okay, now you're going to walk for five minutes. And now you're going to walk for 20 minutes. And then you're going to walk for an hour. And then before you know it, you're walking for five hours, however long you want your dream walk is. But you have to establish the habit of at four o'clock, I put my shoes on. Okay, my shoes are on now. What do I do next? But he's really adamant on that first week. You will not do anything other than put your shoes on. Like if it's go to the gym for a week, you will drive to the gym. You like, don't even get out of your car. You drive to the gym, you park, and then you drive home. That's amazing to me. Yeah, that first, because, you know, we're building neural pathways and you're just getting that first piece of the habit, that first baby piece of the habit. Okay. That's brilliant. I am reading that book. (laughs) I think you are. Yeah. You actually told me about it so long ago and I've had it, um, on my app, iPad to read, but, um, I love that because that is like the way that I truly believe that I can do that kind of stuff. Like take those really little baby steps. It feels so compassionate to me versus like, it's like making your brain work for you. And I think it really works for someone with, so when you look at your human design chart, look at that bottom left arrow, the, those four arrows that are up by the top of the head of the chart, the one on the bottom left, if it points to the left, then this is going to be really supportive for you. If it points to the right, just, just close your eyes and do it. <laughs> True, right? Because maybe that wouldn't be for everybody. Yeah, because that way, all of those safety lanes for me Oh, those, that's an energy drain. Mm -hmm. So literally, if it points to the right, you just close your eyes and do it. Just close your eyes and do it. This is everybody's new life hack. Mm -hmm. No, really just only if your arrow points to the right. Correct. Yes. (laughs) If it points to the left, you need safety lanes, which means stuff like if you don't want to eat the Pop-Tarts, get the Pop-Tarts out of the house. If you want to do squats when you brush your teeth every day, have a sign there, which we could probably all use. Um, you know, like have those hacks. If you don't want to, if you don't want to check your phone after 6 p.m., lock your phone up at 6 p.m. Right. Do these things to support you. Yeah, which is why, like, learning those arrows again is going to work for you because now you're understanding your design, and it doesn't have to be hard. But Danielle, you've been committed to a workout, a daily workout for like a month now, right? Yeah. So how do you do it? Well, 
That's a really great question. There's because now I've kind of created that narrow pathway and that habit. Now it feels like I have to do it. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't settle within myself if I haven't done it yet, mm-hmm. because that's kind of what the habit has created, which is like really cool and really helpful. Um, and it could be six o'clock at night and I'm still sitting in like the restlessness and like, why didn't you do it yet? So I, how, what do I do? I just put on music and open my phone. Cause that's where I have the, the circuit stored. And there's like, okay, go. So you basically just like close your eyes and do it. <laughs> yes. My college swim coach, he was, um, half Chinese and half Portuguese and he was 90. He wasn't 90 when he coached us, but we all thought he was. It turns out he was in the 70s, which blew all of our minds. <laughs> um, but he used to say, like, so a normal swim start is take your mark. Up. And he would just be like, ready, go, ready, go. And this is this is how I start workouts. Ready, go. That's no, t- no time to think. Cause you'd be like, Charlotte, I, I gotta go, or I'm gonna miss the interval. Yeah. It was hard to get there though. I imagine it's hard for you to like, I mean, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Was it like to get that going? Yeah. And like I said, today, today I said, I had a swim workout and it was not blazing hot out. So I sat on the edge of the pool and I felt the water and was like, well, that's rather chilly. I also knew it was a very challenging workout. It's a workout that I've done like five times before and it makes me shake at the end. Like it is a really challenging workout. So I was psyching myself up for it. And it took, like, I watched the people next to me. I'm like, okay, before they get back on this next hundred, I'm going to push off. And I literally made it like seconds before they got back for the next hundred. Like I have to work with myself. And I feel the crown pressure of the pool I swim in is only open for two hours. So I feel the incredible crown pressure, which is mental pressure of like, I got to get going because the pool is going to close. So that is a little, that helps too then. Well, yes. And I was saying to Pete over the last week that Honestly, I think it would be best for me if I could choose race start times. If we could just be like, okay, I'm ready now. Let's go. Mm. Which is obviously I would need to coordinate it with everyone else because the point of racing is to be there with everyone else. But like crown pressure, mental pressure is all about feeling that. That like, oh my God, something happens at a certain time. And that just weighs on you. So knowing like, oh my God. It happens at this time, so I don't know what to do with myself until this time. When I I used to teach a, um, I called it, it was called Middle School Girls Boot Camp in Maine. And I taught it at three on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And I would be at my desk. I was writing a writer at the time. I'd be at my desk working on a piece. And at like two, I would no longer be able to work. Mm-hmm. Because actually at 1.30, I'd start like glancing at the clock constantly. At two, I was dysfunctional because I knew I was, I lived 10 minutes away from the place where I taught. Mm -hmm. So I did not need to leave until 2.50. 
or like I'd leave at like 2.45. It would take me, sometimes I was already dressed. Like it would take me no extra time, but just the pressure of that time coming up makes for, I can't do anything else right now except like, just like move around and wait for it to be time to go. And that's the pressure. That's their crown. Mm-hmm. That's dude. Interesting. Very cool. I don't it's, even it's know cool. how we go. Oh, we got into that because of like starting the swim. Yeah. So the crown pressure does help yeah. me get started, but not from an aligned way. Aha. Uh-huh. So that's the difference. Yeah. But I can use it still. Mm-hmm. So you in general, would you say for someone who may be listening that isn't committed to a workout or doesn't know where to start, you'd say like, look at your arrows. Yeah. And that can help you. And this is not going to tell you, like, I've seen, I've seen things that are like, if you're a Libra, you should do Zumba. If you're an Aries, you should do whatever. This is not that, by the way, this Libra does not want to do Zumba one little bit. Um, (laughs) but, uh, it's just, finding out like the way you need the, the tools you need to help you get started, whether you need safety lanes or not. Right. So, and I think for me on my, my journey, it's really like what movements feels amazing and challenging. So I have done everything. I'm, I did do spin once could not walk the next day. That was a really great workout. But I but I have found that the reformer Pilates is where I feel the best. Like I feel like it, I'm stretching and I'm shaking. <laughs> I'm like doing hard but really loving movement, movement and it feels amazing. I did insanity because I thought that's what you had to do <laughs> to be like fit. Um no, thank you. Like that was really messing up my, like my nervous system. Like, yeah, that doesn't jive with your energy. No, I was like trying to like keep up, but I'm like, it's just not for me. So I think that's another piece of, of this too, is like finding something that like really lights you up. When I was a personal trainer, I had this man come to me. He didn't, I don't know if this was like a pre- pre-work together conversation or something. I don't think we ended up working together because I don't have any memories of him beyond this. But he started telling me like how bad running was for humans. And I'm like, I'm not going to make you run. He's like, and then he just kept going and going and going. I was like, if you don't want to run, you don't have to run. There are millions of different styles of exercise. We'll find the one that you actually enjoy and you'll do that. Mm-hmm. There's no one way to do anything. And I think there's a part of it. It's like, yes, it's loving movement, but it's still like challenging. So like, I wouldn't say I love running, but I do love the, how it feels when I like hit a goal of it. Like, whoa, I did that. So it's, it's finding a balance of what feels awesome and awesome with challenge. And awesome and challenge can coexist. Again, racing, like a lot of what I do as an endurance athlete is extraordinarily uncomfortable. I also do a lot of really easy stuff 
it is quite comfortable, but the starting is to like, yeah. It's just that, like, got to get over the starting hump. And then I can just go for, like, a long, easy run. No big deal. Like, nice, lovely little spin through the, down the trail and stuff. And, yeah, I do a lot that's really uncomfortable. And I freaking love it so much. So I think that discomfort and joy absolutely can coexist. In fact, that's often more fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Perfectly said. Like, mic drop. All right, are we done with this one? Kelsey, Kelsey out. All right, Kelsey out. <laughs> I love you. I love you. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed that episode. And if you did, please share it with anyone else you know who needs to hear it. And if it lights you up to do so, please leave a five-star rating and a glowing review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Now, let's talk about you. If you don't have your human design chart from me, go and get it at KelseyAbbott.com. If you are interested in one of the Find Your Awesome Podcast events coming up, go to KelseyAbbott.com. You will find everything you need there. Thank you so much for listening. You're amazing. You are wonderful. I love you so much. Go forth and be awesome.